Bum 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 rum bum bum rum bum 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 bum. Hello and welcome to the Vexilogic Cast. I'm Simon the Cannibal. Today's episode is just a little supplemental episode. I wanted to get something out there after all these months, and I need to test some borrowed equipment while I wait to see what's wrong with my actual equipment. What you're about to hear is the live version of episode 21, Changing Canada's Flag, that I gave for Nerd Night Philadelphia. As a bit of a warning, two notes that might turn you off from listening to this. Number one, I have a bit of a potty mouth and have not censored this episode, so just be aware of that. And number two, it is covering ground that I covered in episode 21, and I included visuals on screen. There was a PowerPoint going at the same time, so you'll just have to play along with me as uh, as we go through, which is why I've numbered this as a supplemental episode as opposed to a true episode. I hope to get the kinks out of this borrowed equipment. I hope to get my own equipment back to normal. I hope to someday find the strength and energy to record a proper episode 31 for you. But until then, I hope you enjoy this quick little supplemental. All right, so for our last talk of the night, we have a man who requires no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway because that will make him very uncomfortable. Uh, Simon Joseph here, uh, as well as being the Nerd Knight co-boss, is the uh, creator and host of the Vexilogicast, which is a semi-regular podcast about flags. Uh, it's a topic that he's an expert on. So tonight he's going to tell us about the history of the Canadian flag. So one hand beating against the other makes a very nice sound for Simon Joseph. Let's hear it for him, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, shit. All right. Well, uh, tonight I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about the uh, Canadian flag, specifically about how they chose the current Canadian flag. I feel that uh, uh, I made a bad choice here in Canada's flag. I should have talked to you guys tonight about the French flag, which is uh, a big tie-in with Veterans Day and November 11th. Um, but you're just going to have to deal with this. So, uh, cool. Um, I've subtitled this, apparently the only thing for which Nobel laureate Lester Pearson is known. Um, so this guy is the Prime Minister of Canada. Uh, he's done a lot of great things. He won a Nobel Peace Prize uh, for his actions during the Suez Canal crisis. Um, but if you talk, to Lester, talk about Lester Pearson to anybody in Canada, all they know about him is that he introduced the current flag of Canada. Before we get into that, I have a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, it's, I have to shamelessly plug myself. Uh, this is episode 21 of the Vexilogicast. Uh, I don't recommend you listen to it, but I would like you to listen to it. Uh, you can check it out on vexilogicast.com, RSS, Stitcher, iTunes, Facebook. Uh, I have my subreddit, Simon the Cannibal, Twitter, Cannibal underscore Simon. You're welcome to post pictures of me taking this talk and uh, make fun of me on Twitter. So, I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, uh, principal players in this uh, drama that's about to unfold. Uh, the guy on the far left, the guy in the, uh, the cap, is Lester Pearson, uh, the, prime, uh, the Prime Minister of Canada during the time that this talk is taking place. 
Next to him is John Diefenbacher, I believe was the Prime Minister before him, and he is the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada at this time. And that would be the, uh, uh, Lester Pearson was uh, the Liberal Party, which formed a minority government, and John Diefenbacher formed the minority opposition when the flag was changed. Also on the uh, uh, center bottom is John Matheson. Uh, I won't talk too much about him, but know that he's in charge of the committee that changed the flag. And on the right is George Stanley, badass and designer of the current flag of Canada. Um, the way I usually frame this talk is, so George Stanley is uh, about to go up and he's about to go to the unveiling of the Canadian flag, uh, the one that he's designed and he's getting death threats. People are coming up to him and saying, I will kill you, I will shoot you if you are there in the crowd when your flag is unveiled. I will kill you because you changed the flag of Canada. Kind of a big deal. Um, and this is, again, 1964, 1965. It's not like the internet where I get death threats probably every other week, you know, especially, uh, uh, you know, if you guys play like Call of Duty or anything like that, you know, you have vile things that are going to be done regarding your mother or anything like that. 1965, not quite, uh, not quite when you think people would say, hey, I'm going to kill you uh, if you change the flag. Uh, oh, I was going to ask you a question before I got to that slide. So this is the official flag of Canada up until 1965. Many of you guys would say, hey, wait a minute, I thought Canada had a red ensign. No, Canada had, this was the official flag, they used a red ensign uh, as kind of a, we're also Canada, we're also separate. The official flag was the Union flag of the UK. Obviously, this presented a problem, um, uh, and it's why they changed it. Um, uh, I was going to say something else. Do I have anything else about that? No, okay. Um, so, this is the official flag. This is the unofficial flag of Canada uh, when the flag referendum came about. Um, what you'll see is, uh, you see that coat of arms on the, on the, uh, uh, on the fly? Um, that changed several times over Canada's history. It's not important. It's kind of a bullshit coat of arms. You should never have a coat of arms on flags. Hashtag get rid of the fucking coats of arms on the U.S. state flags. Please. That's not a very good hashtag, but you're going to have to deal with that. So, uh, uh, this was one of the proposals before... Like, right after World War II, they had a couple of proposals to change the Canada flag. This could have been the Canadian flag. It didn't get passed. There were a couple others like this. Um, but the main part of our story starts with the Canadian Legion badge, which is this guy right here. I couldn't find one with a blue background that was also of any sort of quality. Uh, uh, we'll jump into the main story, but I want you guys to have this uh, Canadian Legion badge. This is the badge that... Canadian soldiers wore, um, though during World War II it would have had a blue ribbon around it instead of a, uh, a golden one like it is there. So just remember, they were fighting under this maple leaf with a blue going on. Um, so I need to, uh, let me see, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, so one more thing and then I'll get into the Suez Canal crisis. So Lester Pearson, who I talked to you about before, won the Nobel Pri Peace Prize for solving the Suez Canal pr uh, crisis, um, saw the Legion badge, 
saw this travesty, saw this travesty, saw that this was the official flag of Canada, said we need a new flag, we need it to be distinct, why don't we have a flag that is Canada from sea to sea, representing the three diverse uh, ethnic groups of Canada with maple leaves. Again, this would have been the Union Badge, uh, the, um, excuse me, the uh, Legion Badge, again with blue, red Canadian leaf in the middle, three leaves for the French settlers, the British settlers, um, and in his case, a third entity, which might have been the, uh, uh, the people who are already there, the uh, uh, indigenous peoples, or other settlers from other areas. So I'm going to hopefully, and hopefully this works. Um, so he said, hey, in 1963, I'm running for parliament. Vote for me, I will change the flag. That was literally his platform. Vote for me, I will change the flag. We need to change the flag. I will tell you why we need to change the flag, but I will show you now hopefully a five-minute slideshow of the different flags that were sent in uh, to the committee to change flags. And hopefully these change every 10 seconds. So, uh, uh, World War I, excuse me, World War I, Canadian troops, uh, when they fought, they fought under the Union flag of the UK. Um, whatever, that's, they were a dominion of Canada. Cool. Um, World War II, they fought under the Red Ensign. Uh, when they were flying flags at a Red Ensign, they had the Union uh, badge on, the, on their chest, whatever. So, World War II ends. 1956, the Suez Canal crisis happens. The UK, France, um, another country invade Egypt because Egypt says, hey, we want to nationalize the Suez Canal. And of course, you know, we couldn't allow that to happen because we're capitalist nations and need to interfere in the uh, Middle East. So uh, uh, the UK is one of the belligerents in the Suez Canal crisis. Canada, uh, Lester Pearson says, okay, we need to get all these guys out, whatever. Go in with a UN peacekeeping force to sort out the uh, Suez Canal crisis. So he goes in, it's all cool, except the Egyptians go, hey, you have the flag of the people we were just fighting. Why are you our peacekeepers if you have an obvious allegiance, right? So Lester Pearson goes, okay, if we're to be independent actors on the world stage, if we are to make up the core of the UN peacekeeping force, we need to have a new flag. Uh, again, in 1963, he runs on that specific platform. Uh, the Parliament of Canada was divided up such that no one party gained a majority, um, but Lester Pearson was voted in as Prime Minister of the Canadian Parliament in 1963 with a minority government of the Liberal Party. These are some good ones, I'm sorry. And he starts really rallying around, let's change the flag of Canada. In fact, there's a great video that I highly recommend that is Lester Pearson talking at the Legion, uh, talking to legionaries who had fought in World War I and fought in World War II, telling them, listen, we got to change the flag, we got to uh, be independent and inclusive of all people living in Canada, indigenous, uh, French, and British. And uh, this is a good thing. Are we stuck on this one? All right, let's keep going here. All right. Um, uh, uh, and so he's talking about this, and all these legionaries are like, you know, fuck you, screw you, not quite in that language, it's, you know, 1963. Um, but they're waving their flags around, and they're murmuring, and it's one of the greatest, like, uh, uh, calm down, you assholes moment I've ever seen. Um, Lester Pearson is in the middle of his speech, and the guy comes up, and he starts rapping his gavel, and he says, ladies and gentlemen, 
I thought you were ladies and gentlemen. And I'm like, oh shit, snap, you know? Uh, uh, as far as uh, 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 put-downs go, that's a pretty 1963 put-down. Uh, it's a great video, I highly recommend you looking it up. But he goes on to say about, we need a flag that represents all of Canada, no matter what, no matter who you are in Canada, immigrant, uh, um, uh, national, whatever. So, he puts it to Parliament. He puts his flag to Parliament, and that was that blue one, uh, blue, white, blue, with the three red uh, maple leaf. Uh, that is called the Pearson pennant. Parliament does not like this flag. Parliament goes, you know, screw you. They filibuster. They block it. They block it. They block it. Again, he has a minority government, so he can't get anything passed on his own. Um, so eventually, they refer it to committee. The Conservative Party is fine with referring it to committee. Everything dies in committee. Look at any government any, anywhere. So uh, they refer it to committee. They re and it's open for anyone to submit a flag, anyone to submit a flag to committee, including six-year-olds. The committee receives somewhere between 2,000 and 5,000 submissions, depending on which website you look at. Uh, the majority of which, which included maple leaves, as you see there. That's kind of racist with the one French... Uh, 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 one French uh, 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 fleur-de-lis. So about a majority of them have maple leaves. About 400 include a union flag. About 400 include a beaver on them somewhere. About 400 of them include a fleur-de-lis on there somewhere. Um, so the committee's going and they're looking for flags and they're sorting through these flags and it, it looks like it's going to be lost in committee. Um, but Magic happens. Something exciting happens. This is a flag committee formed by Matheson, headed by Matheson. And Matheson happens to know this guy by the name of George Stanley, who works at, uh, uh, oh God, the, the, uh, uh, the Military College of Canada. Uh, and he has an idea for what the next flag should be. That being said, we're on to the flags that I need to start pointing out. So the next couple of flags are interesting. Uh, submissions. You see this one is kind of United States based. Uh, if they had adopted that, that would have basically been the first flag in the United States. I like this. It's got vertical stripes, kind of with the United States, kind of not. Um, definitely a unique Canadian flag. Actually, I can speed this up a little bit. Aurora Borealis flag, pretty uniquely Canadian. A, uh, this is the flag of Valais, uh, which is a canton in Switzerland just with maple leaves. This is the flag of the Dominican Republic just with a maple leaf. <laughs> this is the flag of Lebanon, just with a maple leaf. And of course, my favorite submission to the Canadian Flag Committee, uh, the Beatles. Who doesn't love the Beatles? So George Stanley, again, is uh, uh, the Royal Military College. He's uh, working there. He sees this flag on the flagpole. Uh, so again, uh, this is the Pearson pennant. This is the one that's uh, uh, Lester Pearson, the uh, prime minister at this point, has been pushing. C to C, three maple leaves for three ethnic groups in Canada. Uh, George Stanley sees this. This is the flag of the uh, Royal uh, uh, College, Military College, right? Truth, duty, valor. You can see the resemblance. He gets this idea. He says, hey, that's kind of cool. Let's, let's push towards that. So he sends out this fantastic memo, and I, I thought it was really a good read. If you're interested in all in uh, heraldry or colors or whatever, I have a couple of copies of it. You're welcome to take. 
I don't know how interested you are, but I figured it is Nerd Night, so some of you might be interested. But the long story short is, he gives it like a, this is the history of heraldry, this is the history of these colors. He talks about how red and white are traditional Canadian colors, you know, going back to fur traders. Um, uh, uh, he talks about the French oriflamme, uh, which is the flag of, uh, uh, it's, it's a conflated flag of uh, St. Denis and Charlemagne. Um, so it's kind of like, here's this French flag, and the, the flag of St. George, of course, is a white flag with a red cross on it. So again, we have this red and white being both Canadian, uh, both uh, French and British. And the maple leaf being this recognizably, uh, recognizable and universal Canadian-only symbol. And you see in the bottom right there the first pen sketches of what he believes should be the new flag of Canada. He preferred the first one, which you see is adopted, though he's like, all right, you like the one with the three, let's do this, blah, blah, blah. So he suggests uh, the flag in the corner there, A, uh, which looks like this. I don't know if you can tell. That looks a little bit weird if you are not familiar with Canadian flags. Oh, I should also say that uh, this notices... Uh, one stripe, one stripe, one stripe. This is one stripe, one stripe, one stripe. This is one stripe, one stripe, one stripe, one stripe. Uh, so we have uh, what's called the Canadian Pale first appearing. This is an interesting little development in uh, flag history. It's super nuanced, but again, nerd night, whatever. Um, what's weird about this flag is 13 points on the on the, on the maple leaf, if you didn't notice that. So it looks weird to the modern eye. So uh, George Stanley gives us the Matheson. He's like, here, this is the best flag ever. And Matheson's like, this is the best flag ever. So it's one of the three finalists uh, that are in committee, 15-member committee. Uh, it's, uh, what do I have here? Do I have the committee makeup here? No, really? Uh, so the committee is 15 people, seven liberals, five conservatives, and three independents. Um, and they're to vote on these three flags. The Pearson pennant, the Stanley, what we now know as the Canadian flag, and this fucking bullshit down here. That's a terrible flag. I don't know why they included it as a finalist, but they did. So, it was expected that the liberals would vote for the flag of the prime minister, the Pearson pennant. So the conservatives go, fuck that. If we come out of committee, and it's a split committee, it will look like we didn't all agree on anything, so we can just filibuster this shit for a long time and never change it. Uh, so the conservatives go, we're going to vote for the Stanley flag just to piss off the liberals. And the liberals go, hey, we know that they're not going to vote for our flag, so let's vote for their flag so it comes out of committee unanimous. So that's what they do. With a 15 to zero vote in committee, they vote for what is now the Canadian flag. Just fucking brilliant. Where like, now you can't come out of committee to parliament saying, hey, this is a split vote. Hey, this is whatever. No, this flag committee, specifically made to choose the next flag of Canada, came out with a unanimous vote for a flag. Parliament, deal with it. So again, uh, you see uh, 13 points 11 points on the current flag of Canada. I talked about red and white. Oh, uh, uh, so I gotta say, uh, one thing about uh, red on white, uh, it was derided during the time as being very communist. Uh, this was kind of scary, spooky, 1965 bullshit. Um, 
So much so that my professor that got me into heraldry and got me into vexillology is still fucking salty to this day about this flag. Um, I've never seen anyone so angry about something in my life, which is why I was like, well, shit, now i got to learn more about the Canadian flag, which turned me on to flags generally. Uh, he definitely wanted to keep the red ensign from 19, uh, before 1965. Oh, shit. All right, I can't go there yet. Uh, oh man, I was so excited there. So we got the committee strategy. We got. Uh, so let's talk about this real quick. So the flag pass committee, the flag goes to Parliament. The Conservatives filibuster because you know they're assholes. Um, they filibuster for uh, six weeks before finally the Liberals go. Hey, listen, all you French-speaking Canadians, right now we have a British flag on our flag, and the French-speaking Canadians go. You know what? Fuck it. So they invoke cloture at like 2 a.m. on December 15th. And uh, they uh, invoke cloture, they get past the filibuster, and they adopt this as the flag of Canada. Now this is Canada, so it's not official yet. It went through Parliament, but you need the Queen's signature. So they send it to the Queen, and they're like, listen, this is our new flag, we want you to sign it, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, it's not a big deal, we'll do whatever. Um, so what ends up happening is it's on her desk on December 28th, and I forgot to add this date down there. Uh, what happened uh, January, I want to say 25th, 1965? No? Winston Churchill dies. Uh, so prime ministers and people from around the world go to attend Winston Churchill's uh, funeral arrangements in fucking the UK. So here's the Canadian delegation, and they're like, shit, we're here in person to watch the Queen sign our new flag into effect. So this is the kind of like the start of the legacy. This is January 28th. The flag becomes the official flag in uh, February 15th, 1965. Um, so that's the day after St. Valentine's Day, uh, uh, February 15th, uh, 1965. So they just celebrated the 50th anniversary of their current flag last year. So yeah, that's, that's how it became the current flag. But I, I, there is one thread that I didn't clean up here, and that is the death threats against George Stanley. Um, I mentioned this guy was a badass. I just said that he was death threatened against. But there are two interesting little things about how he handled those death threats. Uh, one was, somebody actually came up and was like, I will kill you. They said that to him in person. He said back, you better do a better job than the Nazis. <laughs> like... <laughs> You know? Holy shit, dude. And then, when um, the, the, uh, uh, the flag was being unveiled, uh, the ceremony was happening February 15th. You can watch this. I highly recommend, like, I don't get moved by things, but, like, the whole ceremony surrounding the first time they raised the Can Canadian flag and O Canada's playing and whatever, it's kind of like, holy shit, this is momentous. It's a sea of people in blue and brown coats. And what is fucking Stanley wearing? Sniper bait. <laughs> He's wearing a Hudson Bay point jacket. He sticks out like a sore thumb. It's amazing. Uh, also, I, I don't know if you guys know anything about Hudson Bay point jackets. I know like three things about them. One is that George Stanley wore one. The second thing is that apparently the reason they're made like this is so that you can tell how big they are when they're folded. Whatever the third thing is, maybe Hudson Bay, that's what they're made in. Not everyone was too happy about this flag. Uh, you'll notice 
if you look at Canadian provincial flags, a lot of them look like the old red ensign. Uh, that's because conservative provinces then changed their flags to the old Canadian flag uh, in protest of uh, the unifoil. If you are a Canadian citizen, you are legally entitled to get a free flag that has flown on top of parliament. That being said, there is a 40-year wait list. <laughs> so don't plan on that anytime soon. Um, so to close up, again, this was uh, episode 21 of the Vexillogicast. If you like this talk, it's more bullshit that's on there. I've given talks about what? The American flag in the past, the German flag in the past, Confederate flags. And uh, yeah, I do have to do the French flag because that's a great story and a great hagiographic story about uh, how the lives of St. Martin, St. Denis, and St. Joan of Arc entwined unintentionally to create the flag of France. All right, I'm going to go to questions. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, and I'll let you get to the fucking World Series as soon as possible. Okay, I have a question back here. Okay, so easily the best design was the one that had the Beatles on it. Absolutely. What band would you put on your design for the Canadian flag? Oh, shit, dude. I, 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 I have no idea. Sorry, Rush? Uh, yeah, sh absolutely, Rush. No, Justin Bieber. It would be a Justin Bieber head right there, shooting laser beams like the laser kiwi flag. So, yeah, if you guys like the laser kiwi flag, totally beat it by fucking 50 years. Hi, this may be fodder for your uh, next talk, but uh, have you drawn any comparisons between um, something that happened in the internet age with uh, New Zealand, right? Uh, they were New Zealand was voting on the adding the silver fern to their flag, and uh, that was done with social media and, and the internet age being present. And um, like, did, did you, are you trying, um, can you draw some parallels to why that effort failed and why the Canadian effort succeeded? Because it was not like, um, not really decided by the public? Yeah, no, uh, uh, so there, there have been a lot of recent um, uh, uh, flag referendums around the world. Uh, you talked about uh, New Zealand specifically, that was the most publicized one, again, Laser Kiwi. Um, I feel that they did a bad job presenting flags. I feel that they did a bad job with committee work. The flags that were on the final ballot, two of them were the same flag, just with color palette swaps. Um, I, 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 and and the, uh, the silver fern didn't um, appear on the, on the ballot at all. There was some opposition by New Zealanders to the flag on similar grounds that the uh, Canadian Legion had to the adoption of a new Canadian flag. We, you know, we fought it on this flag. In New Zealand's case, in World War II, when uh, uh, they fought in Vietnam, I think, uh, helping out the U.S. So, you know, our men fought and died under the New Zealand flag. It's a bullshit argument. You know, you can still honor them with the flag. Whatever. As a note, um, a kind of a, a sidebar to that topic... There are flag referendums. If you guys feel inspired to go design a flag, there are several flag referendums going on uh, all the time. Um, New Zealand's is closed. Fiji is closed. Um, but I, what is it? Uh, Pocadello, I think. Uh, the city of Pocadello in Idaho is currently having a flag referendum. If you guys want to send in designs to that, I believe the city of Naperville, Illinois, just outside of Chicago, is having a flag referendum. If you, want to, if you guys want to send in flag designs to that. And uh, as people learn more and uh, committees, city committees learn more about flags, 
Hopefully fucking Philadelphia changes their flag, but that's a whole different thing. You know, it's an interesting uh, thing to get involved with. Do we any more questions? Yes. I apologize if I missed you explain this previously. How did it go from the 13 points to the 11 points? There's no real answer. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm a s All right, go for it, Adam. They put between 15 and 20 flags into a wind tunnel, and this was the most recognizable version. Is that true? I did not know that. All right, that's fantastic. All right. I trust you. Um, so that's apparently the answer. Uh, and is there any reason why they had 13 versus 11 versus any other points? No, no reason. Other questions, or are you guys ready for the world? Okay. Yeah, no, I'll ask one more. Um, great presentation, by the way. I didn't even know Canadians like disagreed with one another, so uh, <laughs> that's informative in itself. But um, so you seemed, you know, going back to the earlier part of your presentation, you were pretty impassioned when you said that coat of arms should never be on flags. I mean, you're pretty passionate about flags in general, but where, where does that come from exactly? Because I know there are, you know, obviously America has like tons of them. So uh, coats of arms, so here's the deal with the uh, coat of arms. A uh, coat of arms is a thing that a knight carries on his shield. The shield part of the coat of arms is supposed to be what a knight carries and identifies himself with on the field of battle. So if you see this guy riding around, he's got this shield, it's that knight. Flags aren't painted. Flags are not intricate. Flags represent large bodies. Flags are sewn. If you can't sew it together, don't put it on your flag. Um, 50 fucking stars is pushing it. I gotta be honest. The whole reason we have a striped flag is because we had a whole bunch of red ensigns. Uh, because, so uh, uh, during the um, uh, um, American War of Independence, obviously we had the British Merchant Marine that we were a part of because we were British subjects. So we had British red ensigns floating around. We need to equip our army with flags. We can't make a whole bunch of flags. Let's make six white stripes and put them on their flags. That's how we got the US flag. Um, uh, uh, so flags are meant to be uh, easily constructed and easily recognizable. If you can't draw it in an inch by one and a half inch square, don't put it on the flag. Because uh, if you look 50 feet up, that's how big that flag is. Uh, uh, so yeah, coats of arms, not recognizable. It, entirely interchangeable and uh, uh, do not represent uh, uh, a big enough swath of the population. We have one final question right here. Oh God, Jake. Oh God. <laughs> Simon, there's been a lot of talk about how you don't like stars on flags, how you don't like coats of arms on flags, how you don't like just about anything on flags. Is it true? Do you hate America or do you just hate flags? <laughs> yes, I hate everything. Um, no, if it's easy to sew, if you wouldn't mind sewing it in your, uh, uh, on your sewing machine, go ahead and put on a flag. If you feel like, shit, that's too much work, don't put it on a flag because you're going to have to make a thousand of them to equip your army with, you know, or whatever it might be. Or, you know, if you're Philadelphia, don't put a fucking coat of arms on your flag because every municipal building is supposed to fly that flag. If you think that Every fucking municipal building is going to pay for someone to sew a coat of arms on that flag. Which is why the art museum does not fly a flag with a coat of arms on it. Art museum flies just the blue, yellow, blue of Philadelphia. So, oh God. These guys really don't want to watch the World Series. Oh, I got a good one. 
Um, so you're ripping on the uh, Philadelphia and Pennsylvania flags. What, what ideally would be on your um, Pennsylvania flag and Philadelphia flag? Um, Philadelphia, uh, uh, as much as I don't really like it, it is uh, America's oldest meme, uh, the Liberty Bell. If, if you go and like, oh man, what's the Liberty Bell all about? Liberty Bell is about nothing. It's fucking Pepe of fucking 1814. Um, <laughs> but put it on the flag, whatever. If we had a blue, yellow, blue with a Liberty Bell, fine. Something different than Barbados, which has a trident. Uh, as far as Pennsylvania's flag goes, the only recognizable thing on the Pennsylvania flag currently is the black horses that are around the coat of arms. Maybe a blue flag with a white horse. I, I don't know. Like, there's, there's, there's a bunch of things that you could do for Pennsylvania. Keystone, uh, whatever, but not fucking coat of arms with two fucking horses. All right. On that note, let's hear for Simon Joseph, everybody. Hey, thank you so much, everybody.